Well, welcome everybody and thank you for joining us for our online Christmas Day service. I know each of us have different rhythms for how we're going to celebrate Christmas, especially on a year like this. And for those of you who have chosen to join us for our online service, we know that it's been important for you to be at home with friends and family today. But thank you for making the time to worship with us. We got to sing a few carols and I'd encourage you to stay tuned right through the end of the service today as we're going to have a live performance of our original song, The Way You Came, as we close out our online service today. But I do have a reflection that I want to share with all of us for Christmas Day, and it's this. How are you making the space to listen for the voice of Christ today? There'll be all kinds of voices and noises that will dominate the airways for you. If you have kids, I'm sure they were up early. I'm sure there were squeals of joy when presents were being opened and all kinds of shrieks and loud noises that will just dominate all of the airspace in your house today. Or maybe you don't have kids in the picture, but you all have family and you'll have friends that'll come and join in conversation. People will be catching up. People will be maybe sharing opinions that you don't really want to hear. The noise will dominate your life today, and there will almost certainly be no natural windows of time and space for you to hear the voice of Jesus. So again, our reflection question, how are you making space to hear the voice of Christ today? It was his voice that marked one man's life on the very first Christmas. And it was being able to hear God that actually resulted in the fulfillment of prophecies and a promise that God had made to him. And he challenges us and his life challenges us to consider that if we would listen for the voice of the Spirit on this Christmas day, then we will too indeed meet the Messiah. I'm not sure if Advent has been a tradition that you normally participate in in your home. Sometimes we do it here at the church, sometimes we don't. But Advent is all about the anticipation for the arrival of the Messiah. And it's the four weeks leading up to Christmas. And the candles have different names in different, different traditions. But in every tradition, the last candle, the center soul candle in the middle, which we have going on here behind us, is, is the Christ candle. And last night in our Christmas Eve services, we had the opportunity to light thousands of candles together, but today we're just lighting one candle and it's marking the arrival of Christ. It's the end of our waiting and it's a symbol that we are anticipating hearing his voice in our presence today. So let's go to our key text, which is going to be found in the book of Luke, chapter 2, verses 25 through 38. I just want to make a note that we will be sharing communion at the end of our service today. And so however you would prepare yourself practically for that, and as, as well prepare your hearts for that, I just encourage you to be mindful that we will be doing that collectively in our online service. And we're finishing our series today on the, on the thought of that we find beauty in simple things, and it reveals a depth that's only there if you can look past the humble outward circumstance and really see what's, what's there when we see these examples of beauty and simple circumstance. And we've looked at the message of Christmas, we've looked at the music of Christmas, we've looked at the manger of Christmas, and then today we end on the Messiah, whom we find in the most humble of beginnings. And I wanna offer three quick reflections for you on being open to hearing the voice of the Spirit of God on this Christmas day in order that we would prepare our hearts and our lives to meet him. So the first thought is that the Spirit prepares your heart to meet the Messiah. 
So just do a little audit for yourself. Why did you turn into an online service on Christmas Day? Is it because it's Sunday and that's what you do every Sunday, so there's a little bit of duty and you feel like you should be here? Is it because it's Christmas and you feel like there's tradition, I should listen to a message on Christmas Day? Maybe you're just listening with one ear as somebody's watching it and, and another side of the room and you're kind of tuned in, but you're not really tuning in. Or did you tune in because you have a desire to connect with Christ on Christmas Day? We pick up our Christmas story and we've been reading through the book of Luke all through this month and we pick it up at the end of Luke chapter 2 with, with Simeon and he's at the temple. And there would have been a mix of all kinds of people who were at the temple on that day. Some were there because of a duty, they felt they were supposed to be, and some were there because they had a desire to meet with Christ. And what makes Simeon unique is that he made a decision to live with anticipation of the coming of the Messiah. So let me read Luke chapter 2, verses 25 through 26 for you. It says, At that time there was a man in Jerusalem named Simeon. He was a righteous and devout man. He was eagerly waiting the Messiah to come and rescue Israel. The Holy Spirit was upon him and revealed to him that he would not die until he had seen the Lord's Messiah. So I have three things that really pop out of that text for me. The first was about his lifestyle. It says he was righteous and devout. He was an individual who had determined to live in a way that cleared all the other things out of his life so that he was able to hear the voice of the Spirit. And I don't want to get lost in this detail here today, but so many times our hearts aren't in the place to hear the voice of the Spirit because they're, they're full of other things. Other things tend to get in the way. And living a righteous life or a devout life like the scripture describes Simeon, it doesn't make God love us anymore. God just loves us. But what it does is it prepares our hearts. It prepares our minds to be able to meet with God, hear his voice. And part of the reason why Simeon meets with the Messiah on this day is because of the righteous life he was living. The second thing I see in that little text I just read is that he was eagerly waiting the arrival of the Messiah. I know this afternoon when I am driving to my in-laws house about an hour outside of the city, they will be on the doorstep, they will be waiting, they will be so excited even though it's cold outside. There's this anticipation that family's coming home for Christmas so there will be joy and excitement that's all bubbling over. There's, there's nothing that brings them greater joy than when family comes for Christmas. That's how I would describe eagerly awaiting someone. Again, let's go back to that reflection we had at the beginning. Why are you here? Why are you listening to an online service on Christmas Day? Is it, is it out of responsibility duty or, or is it a devotion because you're eagerly awaiting to hear the voice of God? Regardless of why you tuned in in the first place, you have an opportunity right now to pause, to join with Simeon, to eagerly desire a chance to meet with the Messiah, hear his voice, and you can have that same level of excitement that you would have about your friends and family joining you on Christmas Day with joining with Christ on this day. He has something to speak to us as we participate in this service. And the last part, which, which I think is the most key, is that it says that the Holy Spirit was upon him and that the Holy Spirit had spoken to him. He had heard before God had confirmed with him that he would not die until he had an opportunity to meet the Messiah. Simeon was an older man, and we don't know how long he had been holding on to this promise, but we can infer from some of the passages that this had been years that he had anticipated and he had known that God would give him the opportunity to meet Messiah before he died. And what's interesting to note is if you know the scriptures, this is in this 400 years between the end of the Old Testament prophecy 
and then the arrival of the Messiah, there was no prophecy that was being recorded as scripture. But what's fascinating here is that Simeon heard the voice of God. There were others that were hearing the voice of God personally, even in a season when it didn't seem like God was working. See, even when you're at home doing all the stuff you're doing on Christmas Day, God can still speak to you even in a moment when it feels like God's not ready to speak to me. He wants to speak to your heart. And in this season, God can confirm promises to you, maybe things that he's spoken to you about in, in the past. Just take an audit of your heart today. What, what's going on in your heart? What, what is it that God has been speaking to you about? There's, there's a whole list of other things, very practical, important things about hosting parties or going to parties or getting to places on time. Those are things that are important that are on our minds today, caring for family, checking off lists. But in the middle of all this, can you pause? Can you listen for the voice of the Spirit? Because he will prepare our hearts for meeting our Savior, the Messiah. God's sole purpose on earth is actually to prepare hearts to meet him. Let's determine today to make that space together to hear his voice. Second thought is that the Spirit also creates divine appointments for you to meet with the Messiah. He not only prepares your heart, but he has an actual appointment for you. And if your heart is ready and you're being open to lead, be led into a moment where he'll meet you, then God will create that opportunity for you personally to meet him. We have this space set aside for sure. This is our online service. But, but throughout the course of the day, you know, it's very possible that God may want to encounter you in different ways. Even if you have many places to go today or tomorrow or over the course of the week, God would love the chance to get a time slot in your calendar. In fact, he might even try to make a new appointment with you during things that would be other existing appointments. I'm not sure what Simeon had planned for that day, but I love how the Bible frames the way that Simeon made the decision to go up to the temple. Look at in verse 27, if you have your Bible there. That day, the Spirit led him to the temple. He made an appointment to him. It doesn't say that it was Sabbath, so that's why Simeon was there. It didn't say that he was supposed to go. It said that the Spirit led him. It wasn't going to be part of his day. Now, you've already taken a step by tuning into this service, but can we just even pause for a moment right now and listen? God, God, why have you called us to gather together today? Spirit, what are you saying to us? How are you preparing our hearts to meet with you? Our pattern of faith should be such that, that God can pause us and even interrupt what we have planned for our days if he indeed wants to meet with us. But it requires us listening for his voice and being open to having those appointments made for us. So encouragement for you, regardless of what your day holds, are there moments when you can pause and you can listen for his voice? Maybe, maybe it'll be sitting around the tree later on. You can, you can read the scriptures and you can say, Lord, what would you have to say to me and my family? Or maybe it'll be in just a quiet moment by yourself or even with somebody else in your family, you can pause and pray with them and say, God, what, what do you have to speak to us? Where, wherever this day, wherever this week leads you, would you practice the discipline that Simeon shows us to allow the Spirit to make appointments with us so that we would meet the Messiah? The discipline of listening to the voice of the Spirit is what allowed Simeon to meet Messiah on that day and live the fulfillment of the promise that God had for him for all those years. Okay, last thought as we wrap up our service is that the Spirit will confirm the sovereignty of the Messiah. We've already participated really in Simeon's journey that day. We've, we've been present together for worship. We've been preparing our hearts. We've allowed him to do that. We've been open to letting the Spirit create a divine appointment for us, whether it's in this moment 
or whether it's later in the course of the day. We've already made that commitment. So can we be open to the last part, to being reminded of the sovereignty of the Messiah who completes the promise of God in our lives? Look what it says in verses 27 through 32. So when Mary and Joseph came to present the baby Jesus to the Lord as the law required, Simeon was there. He took the child in his arms and he praised God saying, Sovereign Lord, now let your servant die in peace as you have promised. I have seen your salvation which has been prepared for all people. He is a light to reveal God to the nations, and he is the glory of your people, Israel. Simeon, what's fascinating, he, he didn't need angel choirs in the night sky like the shepherds did. He didn't need stars in the constellations like the wise men did. And he didn't need any fancy gifts to recognize the Messiah. He just needed to hear the voice of the Spirit that led him there that day and confirm with him that the baby that he was holding in his arms was Jesus Christ, Messiah. I want to speak for a moment to the one, maybe you're participating in this online service and you're not even sure if all of these stories that you hear around Christmas about a baby born in Israel can be true, that that's the Son of God. I'm not going to try to convince you. Convincing you about the truth of this is not my space. But I would ask that in your own way, could you allow God to confirm it in your heart for you? It's not my role to do that. It's for God to do that. The Spirit confirms his lordship, who he is. I could put together an argument and I could go back and forth with you and it might convince you, but you know, that's not actually God's way. God's way is that he draws people to himself. My challenge is that you would just be open to listening for his voice for you on this day. And on that day, over 2,000 years ago, Simeon's lifelong dreams and beliefs were satisfied because he lived with anticipation, because he was open for a divine appointment, and he let the Spirit show him who the Messiah was. God does all the work we need if we would just let him. You know, in the New Testament, in the book of Romans, chapter 10, verses 9 through 11, here's what it says. It says that if you confess Jesus is Lord and believe that God raised him from the death, then you will be saved. For it is our faith that makes us right with God. And it is by our confession that we are saved. The scripture says, whoever believes in him will not be disappointed. And if you're participating in this online service today and you're feeling something inside, you're feeling like you're hearing the voice of the Spirit, maybe for the first time, I'd encourage you to go over to our website. It's very easy, portico.cc slash yes. There's a little video on there that talks about what it means to put your faith in Jesus as Messiah for your salvation. You can watch that video, fill out the little form there, let us know that you made that decision today. Somebody will give you a phone call later on or send you an email and we'll be able to pray with you and just celebrate with you that you made that, this decision today on Christmas. But for all those who already believe, we're gonna participate in a church sacrament the discipline of connecting ourselves in an intimate way with our Savior and Messiah through communion. So you can get those elements ready or you can just pause for a moment if you need to. Communion is what proclaims that Jesus is Savior and Lord of our lives. And as well, it's a, it, it even declares his soon return. It, it's actually in communion that we're reminded that this baby born on Christmas is Messiah who takes away the sins of the world. So we're gonna pause and do this together and be reminded of God's love for us and his lordship in our lives.
the practice of communion, if you're newer to this, actually goes way back to the Passover meal when, when the Israelites were in captivity there in Egypt and God was going to pass over their homes, demonstrating his power and his care for them and was going to bring them to freedom. And then Jesus celebrated it with his disciples where just before he was going to be arrested, killed and raised again, bringing new life and freedom for us. Communion recognizes God cares for us and God brings freedom to us. And his soon return is coming where we'll live in life and perfection forever and ever with him. So today we celebrate communion that God cares for us, his people, and that he leads us to his freedom. I want to read for you out of 1 Corinthians chapter 11. It says, For I pass on to you what I received from the Lord Jesus himself. On the night he was betrayed, the Lord Jesus took some bread, and he gave thanks to God for it. And he broke it into pieces, and he said, This is my body, which is given for you. Do this in remembrance of me. Together, let's take that bread, representing the body of Christ for us. And in the same way, after supper, he took the cup, saying, this, is, this cup is a new covenant between God and his people, an agreement confirmed with my blood. Do this in remembrance of me. And as often as you drink of it, for each time you eat this bread and drink this cup, you are announcing the Lord's death until he comes again. Let's drink the representative blood of Jesus, announcing his return. Let me pray for you. Lord, thank you for the opportunity to gather together in an online service like this today. I pray that in every home and in every life, we would sense your spirit speaking to us. God, we would be open to you um, making appointments in our lives to meet with you. And we would be open to allowing you to show us who you are, your true self, the Messiah, the Lord and Savior of our lives. God, through all of our celebrations, would you be lifted up today? And we ask that we would feel that special presence, uh, presence of your spirit. We thank you, Jesus, and we ask this all in your name. Amen.